0: Hey yo! Welcome to the first ever episode of the Arts Block Podcast. This is a podcast for artists by artists. So we can talk about anything that we want and desire. Today I have a very special guest. Um, a very amazing artist, a very close, close friend of mine, a very good friend of mine. Give it up for Moya Ifafore, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, hello, my name is Moya Ifofore. Uh, as of recording this podcast, I am currently 15 years old, a student at Duke Ellington of the School of the Arts in the Theater Department, and um, I do more than just act. I write. Uh, I'm interested in directing things. I sing. Uh, I'm trying to learn how to dance. I play the saxophone. Name it. I'll probably learn how to do it, or I'm interested in
0: doing it. So, and her parents are also business owners ladies and gentlemen she' yes. didn't mention that but she <laughs> she comes from black owned business blood yes if you want to
1: support uh an excellent black owned business with high quality and high standards my parents my family we are the place to come to
0: i need hair products moya i'm running yeah so i'm gonna be mm. i'm gonna be calling you about that
1: yeah yeah we deliver We deliver. Outside of
0: the podcast but um Thank you for coming on the podcast. You are my first guest. Um, I was yeah. struggling trying to figure out who my first guest was going to be. I was picking between people. Then I had this conversation with you a while back and that I thought of. And I was like, Moya, this mm-hmm. would be a great first episode. Um, I'm honored. Thank you. No problem. But I want to talk to you about your parents' business. Your parents... Okay have a black owned business black owned and um how is it being like the child of a of parents that really own a a hundred percent black owned business because i know it's like a lot of businesses out here like bt it's black entertainment television but it's ran by white men by white investors that's why we always see friday and baby boy on the tv like on bt so how does it like what does it feel like what does it take like and what is like the pressure that you feel being
1: i mean um just growing up uh i, I for my family at least um you know a lot a lot of the time like a lot of because uh, i'm nigerian so a lot of nigerian people like to make this joke about like how our parents are strict et cetera, et cetera. you know we always got to be the best in our class you have to be number one got to be a lawyer doctor whatever you know that that type mm-hmm. of thing. and like to some extent that is true obviously like my parents aren't concerned about me like my career path because they have faith in me and they love me so you know that's great you know it's not it's not that but they do still have high standards for me um and we are a very hard-working family and i think a lot of people who are interested in being part of a black-owned business or want to own a black-owned business and talk a lot about having a black-owned business don't realize how much work goes into having a business period um because like um there's just so much work that goes into it like uh when I was, because we opened this beauty supply, uh we're called Ida Ida's beauty supply, uh named after my mother. Uh that we first established ourselves uh when I was about three, so two thousand and eight, in the middle of an economic recession. <laughs> so
0: as not, y'all should. As not, y'all should.
1: <laughs> not the greatest time to be starting a business exactly, but here we are. Uh we survived the pandemic and we're gonna keep pushing through and I just remember like times where like um, you know uh, we'd be in the store because this is this is our second building actually so um, we moved here quite a like maybe like uh, I forgot how long ago, but we moved here and um, I remember when we were trying to open this place up and even sometimes like right now um, we I'd go to bed in the store, I'd go to bed in the store and I'd wake up in time to go to school. Cause we had to put products away. We had to make sure the store was presentable because we're trying to make sure that not only are we like sustaining ourselves as a family as a business, but we're also trying to give the best quality service to our customers. So, you know, sometimes we like get huge shipments in, and like we have to have everything put away because you can't have boxes in the middle of the store. You have to sort everything out.
0: That's a ghetto. That, yeah, it's
1: ghetto, and it's ghetto. we are not. <laughs> we are, we are not ghetto. So. Um, you know, we, we work together as a family, like me, my sister, my mom, my dad, we're all putting in all of this work so that we can have a sustainable business. And I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, Hmm. it's not just, Hey, I have this stuff. I want to sell it. You have to organize the shelves in a specific way. You have to make the store accessible for different types of customers. You have to develop a sense of patience (laughs) for certain people.
0: Wait, so has, so has that, like, so has, like, all of this stuff, has this, like, developed a future entrepreneur into, like, creating something huge and creating a company of your own? Has this, like... You
1: know, um, well, I definitely can say that I do have an entrepreneurial spirit. I don't know if I'm necessarily, I mean, I... If I want to, I definitely can. Like, I know that if I want to own a business or create a business, I mean, I technically already own a business. This is our family business. But if I want to do something like that, then yes, I know that I can. I know that I have the knowledge, the understanding to do so. But I mean, it's not necessarily what I see myself doing in the future. But, you know, there are so many things that can happen in the future this life is short, but also long. And there's so many different things that I'm probably going to end up doing.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. And your parents are really cool. And I say that for, and I say that for one reason and one reason only. You're from New York. You go to Duke Ellington School of the Arts, which is in DC. Your family had to pack up and move basically everything for your career. So, like, how, so how was that? How was that conversation? How was that, like, but did like? How did you get here? Yeah,
1: I I'm still in awe myself because that's a lot of sacrifice for my parents that I really wasn't even expecting myself. Like I wasn't. Uh, to be honest, they're the ones who found the school for me. I didn't find the school myself. So they they introduced me to it and they were like, "You should go here because this school looks good. You look at the alumni, you look at everything." Uh so I have like uh because I um you know growing up in New York like you live right next uh, I well growing up in upstate New York um and the thing about New York is that upstate is like anywhere that's not the city so I live an hour away from the city but that's not upstate there's like more upstate but you know I grew up next to the city and I really wanted to go to LaGuardia or um you know I wanted to go to LaGuardia initially and then like I didn't even get the chance to audition because for some reason you know Um, like people who don't live in the city can't even audition for the school, which doesn't make sense to me because I live in the same state and we pay the same taxes. But (laughs) besides that, um, I was really upset about that because I really wanted to go to art school. Like theater has always been my passion, like learning how to act, learning how to perform, et cetera, et cetera, has really been something that's been part of my life since I was a child. So I was really upset about that. Um, My parents were like, okay, cool that sucks we could move to the city and try to get you in there before you're like before that or we could um just figure it out and so um they went to dc i think um they went to dc because they wanted to show my aunt had come from nigeria so they wanted to take her to dc you know show her the nation's capital blah 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 blah. and they were i
0: hate when people do that it's on my nerves
1: oh my gosh uh it's so different now that i live here yeah it's so different now that I live here um my understanding because you know when people come to visit the nation's capital, they forget that people live
0: here and it's annoying um so stupid
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really
0: doubt it, but if anybody is listening to this first episode and listen is like listening from like Wisconsin, don't come to d c thinking that <laughs> it's thinking that thinking that it's like don't, don't do you'll be highly disappointed.
1: Oh my God, no! Um, so I just um, so they found the school. They they were like, yeah, uh, we'll go for an open house and uh check it out, see if you like it. And Duku was cool in the fact that like you know you can live technically outside of the state bounds and go to school here. You have to pay tuition, but you can still go to school here. Um, and so um, I got here. I went to the first open house. Um, I went to the open house in January. i missed school and it was like, it was so worth it because like, um, I just like, I saw the performances and it was just, it was mind blowing. Like I saw myself, I saw myself doing amazing things because I was in a place where I got to learn my craft and it hadn't even dawned on me yet, but just being in a space full of black excellence, like being where i come from in upstate new york there are so many no offense to all of my friends from upstate new york i love y'all but all of you are white and it's like i don't see <laughs> i don't see i don't see enough yeah. of y'all. I don't, like i i don't see enough of myself i don't see enough of the people who like understand this particular like struggle of mine yeah um yeah in that, in that environment. So going to a school full of people who look like me, who like the things I do is special to me because you, and it's people who are also like very invested in pursuing it as a career. So, um, finding this school was amazing. And then eventually like, you know, the audition process was something else. Um, Shout out to my mom because she like had like all of her points saved up for this like hotel thing. So when, um, because we didn't live here when I was auditioning. So I'd have to drive down, we'd have to drive down. It was like six hours. Then we'd get to the hotel. I remember, um, because the audition was the day before my birthday. The di- The audition was on my birthday. So we drove down that Friday.
0: Wait, what Wait was, was
1: it? Yeah, the audition was on my birthday. Um, oh shit! yeah so i drove down we um we drove down we got to a hotel i went to uh i went to bed i woke up it was my birthday i was really hyped and we like spe- we had to like you know we. my mom had like cleared out the entire week but like part of me was like what if we book this entire week here and i don't get through i don't get called back for an audition because you know like yeah, like, uh, you know, the Saturday audition is a Saturday audition, but you get your callback information on Sunday. So we could have cleared out an entire week, and I don't end up coming back. But I did, and we just had to, like, keep, you know, it was, um, because, like, the audition process is specifically crafted for people who live in the area, you know, which is not a problem, because that just makes sense, but you know, our family had to keep ourselves on its toes. Like, I remember sometimes I'd have, like, a math test the next day, and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to take this math test next week. Thank you so much, Ms. Meyer, uh, but I have to go because I have to go to an open house or an audition or something. Um, yeah, and it was just a balance of keeping my schoolwork together, keeping the family business open, et cetera, et cetera, and trying to get into this school first.
0: <laughs> and it's hard because... You, you you never know when you was going to get called back and that was okay. like the most frustrating part about it all but you especially what really like caught me was like you did it though like you did it like you stayed in a hotel for a week you just pushed through it but let's yeah. fast forward let's fast forward you Thank went you. through your went through your first year at Duke Ansel School of the Arts right give us a give us a brief synopsis of how that was for you
1: a brief synopsis of how that was for me
0: i'll say i'll because i already i already feel like you about to you about to allow this part so i'll say how it was for me probably some of the best times but worst times of my life that's exactly that was
1: exactly what i was going to say um It's a it's a learning experience. Learning
0: like, experience. Great yeah. way to put
1: that. It was a learning experience. Um, especially because it was my first year in a completely different environment. Um, a whole you different know, city. A whole different city. Not even to a whole different state. Like I, I remember,
0: you didn't even know how to take the train. <laughs> you didn't don't, know how to take the train. Don't
1: embarrass me like that. Don't put all my business out like that. Oh, okay.
0: Sorry. My bad.
1: Yeah. Okay. Just because I went through the wrong gate that one time, doesn't mean you need to put all my business out there like that. <laughs> but no, it was it was something else. Um, there is something to be said about like the structure of the school we go to, because like part of it is like, especially because we're in the department that we are in. Um it's and we're in the field that we're in as artists you know a lot of our work is heavily collaborative right mm-hmm. um, but also it's so competition based and it's like you know we never kind of we at, at least at first like it just kind of felt like this competition, 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 but not enough collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. That even when we got to the collaborating parts, it felt like a competition of who could collaborate the best. And <laughs> it was like,
0: yeah. Yeah, but like, so that's why I never looked at our first year as a competition with you all. I always looked at it like, okay, let me try to build as many connections, as many friendships as I can. Because I knew as soon as, as, if I looked at it like I was playing sports, I feel like I would have left that first year with no friends. Right. Better results, but just no friends. And I just rather have the people in the relationships.
1: Yeah, I, that was something that I struggled with uh, midway through the year, cause I didn't have friends in our department cause I played the first year like it was a sport instead of like trying to make connections, which Admittedly, I did get good results. Like my acting is like, you know, you know, like I'm, I'm I'm good.
0: I'm good at what I do. You did, but Moya, you dropped the ball so many times for us though. Like just as the whole company, you dropped the ball. <laughs> if, if we all say we didn't do an assignment, you didn't do the assignment neither. Just don't turn it in. <laughs> just
1: just turn it in next week when we all do it. You know, you know that would be you know what you can say that but at the same time i wasn't in the group chat until this year you so whose fault is that whose fault is that that's a, who's gonna who's gonna tell me i didn't do, who you guys didn't do the assignment
0: that's about the point that's right a, yes very
1: mm-hmm. you know that that honestly sounds like a you
0: problem it is it was and we were and we were mad at you for like forever, right? We just kept turning in assignments, and we just kept not doing them. And it wasn't it what and it wasn't your fault. It was our fault, but we was just mad at you because we couldn't blame ourselves. We just we couldn't.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you said it. I am so glad you said it.
0: Hey man, this is an honest podcast. Honesty. Right. Honesty is policy. Yes. Yes.
1: Uh. Yeah, the first year is uh, an interesting time. Um, Learned a lot about myself, though. Um, Even though I didn't learn a lot about everybody else, I learned a lot about myself. Um, Yeah, yeah. It was definitely, it just kind of felt like for me, um, because I didn't make a lot of friends uh, especially because like Especially like within our class And especially within like the first The the freshman um, The class of 2023 Like I have a lot of junior friends But not a lot of sophomore friends now um, It's like You know oh, Wait where was I going with this <laughs> uh, You know uh, You just kind of You kind of like Just you just gotta like You feel like it what I what I was going to say is that you feel like it's survival, you know, you're trying to Survive that's what it felt like because you know um, Everyone who go to the school knows knows the speech look to your left look to your right The person next to you won't be here in four years and I was like no, that's not gonna be the case for me I'm gonna be here in four years and so I said um, regardless of what anybody else does, regardless of what else happens, um, like this is this is a family thing. Even like my mother, my parents, like we all have this idea that I must because all the stuff that we went through
0: to get here can't go to waste. And now that I'm here, now nah, you got Now nah, your parents moved from New York to DC. You got to finish at this point. Right? Like, if you don't finish, if you don't finish, I'll be mad for them. You got- <laughs> At this point you don't got no choice you don't have no op- you don't have no other option
1: right it's um because you know and you know you feel that external pressure from them but you also feel this internal pressure from yourself you know because you want to you want the best right one um and this is just for anyone who is like i just think that one you can't be the best at an art field because there are so many things to be the best at uh like even when you look at acting as a as a subject in itself right just a simple act of like let's just talk about taking a monologue right there's always going to be someone who's really good at doing a moment before but really bad at between their beats really good at physicalizing in their body but really bad at, you know, uh, using their words or dropping their endings, et cetera, et cetera. So there's always these, There are so many tiny little different things that we're all really good at and really bad at. And so I just felt, I just feel like, you know, I wanted to be the best um, and I wanted to survive. I wanted to do more than survive, but, you know, my driving instinct was to get through and like I, I like I remember like being told that only half of our company was gonna survive this year, and I was like, okay, that's not me though.
0: That's, that's not funny because <laughs> we made it. We all we all here.
1: Right. Well, we we definitely we made it. We did it, and um, yeah, yeah. Um, I wish I knew. I kind of wish I knew that like. I kind of wish I knew that it was a lot of intimidation before we got to this point. Cause I feel like if I did I would have been more open to you guys uh more more less competitive with you guys yeah. uh but I just felt like constantly attacked and then there's also this feeling of like being like being on the outside of a group and like wanting to get into that group but also you know feeling like they hate you so you hate them back so then like when things like when like later on in the year when i realized i really wanted to have that connection with you guys i was like well it's too late to even try so let me not even bother so there was that there was that but but i've come i've i've come to a realization you know so uh that uh you can do both (laughs) you can do
0: wow yeah, I'm proud of you. That's a great realization. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just don't like how that man made it seem like we couldn't do both.
1: Right, right. He made it seem like we couldn't do both at the beginning of the year, and then at the end of the year told us that we could do both. Um, It was very, it was very confusing. Um, Yeah. Actually though I would like to have this conversation um about the, the men at our school. Um there
0: is I feel like I know where you're going with this.
1: Uh, I don't think you know where I'm going with this, but you might. No, I think there's this uh <laughs> there's this and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's more focus on you, but like in a positive way, in my opinion.
0: Wow, um, I don't know where you're
1: um like i uh and like disregarding the extra 10 minutes of wall sits you guys had to do mm-hmm. um, i feel like a lot of you get more opportunities because there's less of you mm-hmm. um and like not even like i don't wanna it it, it just kind of feels like no because a lot like eric you're really good at what you do abdullah is talented santiago is talented all of the guys that I know in our school are really good at what they do. I mean, obviously they wouldn't be there, but so are the women in our school. So, so are the non-binary people in our school. So are the, there are so many other people in our, there are people in our school who are good at what they do. And it often feels like, you know, they take the cream of the crop of like the girls, right? Mm -hmm. And then they take all of the guys. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and I kind of and I kind of felt that same way when it came to like me working. I felt like no matter what I did now, no matter how hard I tried, I always would be like, yeah, the guy.
1: Yeah, I, and it's like it's nothing. It's nothing on you. It just kind of feels like you know. I mean, for me, I know I'm solid because I'm good at what I do. But it just kind of feels like for everyone else who isn't, um. There is that hidden veiled piece of sexism that is preventing us from seeing uh, girls at our school do m- more of the women at our school do things, because we're trying to get this balance, and there's not enough men at our school. But clearly, a, got- a lot of the guys who auditioned weren't good enough, <laughs> which is why they aren't here. So I just feel like there's, it's just a little just a, it's, it's just a little like... just a little weird to me that that's you know
0: okay well let me let me challenge you right what are some of the opportunities that you want um women at our school to have that the men have like what are some of the opportunities and the chances that
1: you're so right um that is a very valid question um i'm still making my way through my second year Mm -hmm. um, and obviously i haven't seen it all um it just kind of feels like performance opportunities you know like that in general just performance opportunities in general uh, of course like they want to make it as code as possible so it's got to be like one guy and one girl but well actually there's just an issue with favoritism i feel um i benefit from it because i'm a i'm a favorite uh i worked hard to be the favorite of people because i knew favoritism would be an issue Uh, so I said, I'm going to be good at what I do. Um, there's an issue with favoritism in general. And I do think that there's a lot of, I mean, part of it also has to do with like the work ethic of certain people, but there are certain people in our company who I feel get slept on a lot.
0: But Um, working the ass off.
1: Right. A lot of, yeah, people get slept on a lot. Um, and like i said like i just feel like a lot of the girls because there are more of us in the department uh in our company get slept on and a lot of the guys who aren't putting in enough of the work don't get slept on
0: yeah uh, yeah, yeah. And i can take i can take credit for that i don't i don't put in half as much work as some of i know some of the uh women do in our our company and our department but I'm still, like, like even with our monologues, like, I knew I didn't have the best monologue. But I just knew out of, like, out of the guys, like, we didn't really have to work that hard on our monologues. Like, me and right. like Abdul was talking about our monologues, and I was like, I didn't really work on mine. He was like, I didn't really work on mine either. I was like, whoa, great.
1: Yeah. um, And it's, like, no shade to y'all. It just feels like, you know.
0: Yeah. No, I feel you.
1: Yeah, it's just easier for you guys sometimes.
0: Um, no, most of the time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> most of the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and do you feel like that's an all school thing or just a theater department thing?
1: Well, uh, I cannot speak for the rest of the school uh, because I don't go to the rest of the school. Um, but I do think I do think that it is a systematic thing. Like that's just a thing that happens regardless. Um, I think our school is special. Like, the reasoning for it is special because not as many guys want to go to an art school uh, to begin with. <laughs> um, it's mainly girls auditioning. So, like, the reasoning for it is a little bit different because, like, we don't see enough of you anyway, which is why we want to push you to the front as much as possible. But, um, like, systematically, you know, through throughout, you know, when we talk about, when we look at, the state of things and we look at the patriarchy, uh, men are always, have always been more respected than women have, which is why, you know, which is why this is also kind of like frustrating just a little bit, because it just, you know, but it's it's a systematic thing and um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's isolated just to our department or the school, I just think that it's something that happens. And we should be
0: more aware about. But um I kinda wanna, you know, drift somewhere else. Um, you're a writer. Yes. One hell of a writer. An amazing writer. One hell of a writer. Um, you let me read some of your stuff before. Phenomenal. Great. Um, what what is your inspiration for what you write? Um,
1: okay, uh, to be honest um it's a lot of stuff uh i have in my most recent like in this most recent phase of my life most at the moment social issues but back in the days where i was in fifth grade and i had no self-consciousness i used to write fan fiction um not letting y'all know what my account name was but um i i love I love to write fan fiction cuz you know I just I I didn't realize like what being a writer meant at the time but I did like to write fan fiction cuz I liked getting to know people and characters and stuff and now um I just think I want to write about life and the things people go through and understanding people's perspectives um you know as an actor like we are forced to confront other people's perspectives other people's lives and I think that uh being a good actor no know, means knowing how to understand other people's perspectives and i think it's the same thing for writing um and understanding people's lives and and all of that uh i've been reading a lot of james baldwin and Audrey lord uh who are solid like <laughs> they are some of the best uh some amazing people from the from the 20th century and um you know i auditioned with the amen corner uh by james baldwin and then um i finished reading uh i finished reading uh blues for mr charlie and like i uh, i've i've gotten into playwriting recently and i think that james baldwin's influence has been with me a lot because like you know that was the first that was the second play i read um I read A Raisin in the Sun first, and I think um, both of those plays, all of James Baldwin's plays in particular, have been like a challenge. I didn't know that, you know, I came from a middle school where we would do shows like Once on this Island or Mary Poppins or 2 and I never realized that actually like make art that challenged the status quo. And so, yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was, that was something special, yeah.
0: Your um, James Baldwin, I still have your copy of The Inman Corner, by the way. Thank you very uh, much for letting me. Uh, so, no problem. I'm going to give that back to you as soon as we get back in school. Yeah. But, um, James Baldwin is one of the greats, if not the great. And, um, I can tell by, like, when you write that you're heavily influenced by Black artists, Black writers, which is amazing. And um, I really want to thank you for what you do, for inspiring me, inspiring others, your work ethic. It's amazing. Um, you're an amazing person, a very cool person. I'm sorry for not liking you in the beginning of the year, just cause you did all your work and I was lazy.
1: <laughs> it's, wow, okay. Um, wow, okay, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I Yeah, I was not expecting that. Um, yeah. Thank you. Wow. <laughs>
0: um but it's about time to wrap this show up. Um, do you have any final last words for the people? Anything you have coming, anything you wanna promote?
1: Okay. Um well a few things. Uh you know, I'm filming this uh in my mother's store, uh in my family business. Uh if you need hair products, this is anything from braiding hair to the shampoo. To makeup to anything we have, um, we have a social media page. We I believe we have a website now. Um, I'll drop the I'll drop the name of our beauty supply in the chat so that he can you know promote us. Um, buy buy from us. Uh, support us. Uh, one thing I would like you to all think about is supporting small black businesses. Supporting small businesses. Not just black corporations. I think there's a difference between a black corporation and a black business because one of those things is giving to the community and one of those things is taking from the community. So think about that. Um, and (laughs) Before Eric plugs his you guys should all donate to my March for the Arts page. Ah! (laughs) I want you to go plug mine. Uh, and um, depending on this is posted, um, for the next um, upcoming Fridays, we're going to be having some events uh, f- to support March for the Arts. Uh, we're going to be having a Vogue fashion show, if you're into that. Uh, a, um, we're going to be having a bake-off, uh, a bake decorating competition, and then a movie night. And um, if you have any little siblings, uh, we will also be having a story time etc. We'll keep you all posted on that. We'll give you all of the information for that. But thank you for having me.
0: Thank this you is- for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is a great first episode. This went way better than I thought it was gonna go. Um guys, you can follow me on Instagram at the Arts Block Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Arts Block Pod. Um then you can follow my personal Instagram at Eric Curry the third This has been the Arts Block Podcast. Remember that artists never die. And I'll see y'all next week.